Like many people, I too grew up watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on television every Thanksgiving morning. And even as an adult, when I have worked more Thanksgivings than not, I've usually managed to live stream portions of it mostly because of the balloons. So first of all, I have so many questions, not least of which is why and then maybe how. In general, I am not, nor have I ever been a fan of balloons, but goddamn if these unnecessarily large looming sacks of helium do not lift my weary holiday spirits. So the parade itself has been a fixture of New York City life since 1924, though as we discussed on the podcast yesterday, it took a few years for it to outrank the more Halloween-y ragamuffin parade. So the very first parade in 1924 was led by employees in Newark, New Jersey, which transferred to the flagship Macy's store in New York City. So the employees were predominantly immigrants, and they donned vibrant costumes and were accompanied by musicians and even animals from the Central Park Zoo as they took to the street to celebrate and show their gratitude for basically being in America and being employed by Macy's. Now, the root and traditions of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade have actually remained remarkably consistent over the years, save for the whole thing with the live zoo animals. So in the late 1920s, a puppet master from London who had relocated to New York, Tony Sarg, was hired by Macy's to at first design a window display of the parade for the store. And so he was really into making like marionettes, so he kind of made these marionette balloon hybrids, and then they decided they wanted to try to scale them up for the parade. So they were made by the same company that makes Goodyear tires, they were made of rubber, and basically replaced the live animals in 1927. Although they were not filled with helium at first. The first ones, which of course basically everybody knows that Felix the cat was the first character balloon, um, was actually just filled up with air, not helium, and therefore he had to be propped up and kind of walked by many, many people <laughs> uh, on stilts. So the end of the 1928 parade, the first time that the whole menagerie of balloons actually had helium, uh, they were released into the sky where they all exploded and were lost forever, which was a bad idea and a waste of money. <laughs> so subsequently, the balloons were first of all designed with safety valves that would allow them to kind of float and slowly deflate, usually over the course of about 10 days. Um, and as was reported by news outlets at the time, they almost always ended up somewhere in Long Island. <laughs> uh, and they were also affixed with address labels so that wherever they ended up, Long Island or no, whoever found them could return them to Macy's um, and be rewarded for their troubles with a gift, usually about a hundred bucks, which, uh, you know, in Depression era and sort of even into World War II, that was not a small chunk of change. <laughs> So after a few more years of the practice of letting them kind of drift off into the sky at the end of the parade, uh, they put the kibosh on that because one of the balloons actually like struck a plane and almost took it down and they were just like, well, I guess we're not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> so the combination of really good quality rubber and helium allowed the balloons to become a fixture of the Thanksgiving parade. But during World War II, when pretty much everything was being rationed and rubber needed to be militarized rather than used for 
giant floating cats one day a year, um, the event was canceled and the balloons that Macy's already had kicking around were actually deflated and donated to the war effort. So when the parade was um, reinstated at the end of World War II, it was broadcast by NBC on television for the first time, and NBC actually still broadcasts it today. And that's the first time that millions of Americans saw this, like, balloonapalooza that happened in New York City every year for the first time. So over the years, new balloons have been added frequently, and they pretty much always reflect the most popular cartoon characters of the time. But what's interesting is that for, like, the first, like, 40 or so years of this parade's history, um, you can kind of guess like what those popular characters reflected in terms of demographics. So for example, um, there was not a female character represented in the parade balloons until 1982 when Popeye's girlfriend Olive Oil was added. And there was not a black character balloon until 2002 when a cartoon character named Little Bill uh, that was on, I believe it was on Nickelodeon, was a children's show, which was created by Bill Cosby, um, got a balloon. And then of course, Dora the Explorer got a balloon in 2005 and became the first Latina Latino character. So it took a really long time for the balloons to actually represent a broader range of characters. But now there's actually, and I'm not sure exactly how many there are like in this year's parade, but there is a pretty wide variety of newer characters and some of the more traditional ones that have been around forever, including the balloon that has been in the most parades, well over 40 at this point, which is Snoopy from the beloved Peanuts comic strip. And he is actually the record holder for the most parade appearances. <laughs>